This is Brothers of Ash, a podcast that explores how Christian doctrine should be lived out in fellowship from a Reformed Baptist perspective. We return once again. All the smart Alex are here. (laughs) Byron, Chad, and of course myself, Senior Jack, making up the triumvirate, the triune brothers. Yep, and I have a mic. (laughs) Yes. Let's see if it actually picks up on the audio. (laughs) Three mics, three individuals. Four brothers. With beards. With beards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not just putting them together. Don't worry. (laughs) One's trying Uh, to act all better than us right now. I do have to say a special thanks to everyone who listens for more than a minute. So (laughs) when you you listen for more than a minute, we get a penny. (laughs) And those, and what, it's like for 2,400 Total yeah, plays. Yes. plays. And so that's twenty four hundred pennies ish. Yeah. And that helped you get do the math. helped get Byron's uh mic over there. It's pretty hilarious. Me and Jack's mics are pretty big and pretty big. and Byron's is like super small, which is it's great. Yeah. Big man <laughs> with a tiny mic. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, big thanks to our listeners. We appreciate yep. it. Um the equipment definitely helps and hopefully it makes it more enjoyable for you. Uh, and then a, a special shout out to to Chate for um, being our first Patreon and giving, hey, brother, up, patron. giving up the big support. Um, really appreciate that. Yeah. So while I shout him out, though, I've, I've definitely got to shout out uh, his program, mm. Mr. Moosey, for kids. Mm. It's kids uh, education. It's biblical education mm-hmm. and entertainment. Uh, he's on Patreon as well. So I shared him in show notes a couple episodes ago, I think on your yeah. uh your testimony, Byron. Yeah. So it's on those notes. Yeah. You should follow so. him on Instagram. He's hilarious. Yeah. Him and his hey, wife are oh hilarious. And he's wild. Dynamic. He's duo. hilarious. Yeah. That dude is funny. Uh, <laughs> two other shout outs. Uh, yeah. One upcoming podcast from my friends, uh, Pastor Daniel and Josh. Mm-hmm. We're doing a thing called The Reformatory. That'll be pretty interesting. I have some feedback. Very, I, I listened to the first episode. On Spotify? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's dropping everywhere on the 14th of October, but you can listen oh, on so Spotify special now. release on yeah. Spotify. Ooh, I didn't realize that. Release. See, I always listen to podcasts on Spotify, so oh, okay. I just randomly fell upon it. But I listened to the first episode, and I thought it was really good. Uh, I loved it. Um, I think that they're, uh, like, just the way they interact is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story that he shares in that, where he, uh, yeah, don't give it away. I'm not gonna give it away, but it's 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 very it's a very embarrassing moment, a very Byron moment. But um, well, it's not as a lot of embarrassing things happen to you. Jack he's talking. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, but but the topic they covered was uh, cage stage, cage stage, yeah. which heard before. No, I've never heard about oh that before. Oh my gosh! And it was Chad, great. Been cage stage. No, yeah, it was great. Right I yeah. see. I didn't know the term, but I knew exactly like like all I, the symptoms. I, I did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. because so when like I first at... learned about the five points Calvinism, and I saw the Bible, I was like, "That is truth," and I yeah. I was a complete jerk about it to people. Mm-hmm. It, Still, it's yep. in, right. It's it's insane, like how easy you can lose love. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and how paramount it is to even be able to disciple Maybe people. win a conversation opposed to, like, sharing so that it gets into people's hearts themselves. Yeah. So that truth, like, yeah. develops and goes courses throughout their body instead mm-hmm. of just being like, I'm going to beat you down well, with everything. And, and what's interesting, too, is I, 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 I learned those things, like, you know, Calvinism and stuff like that. What was that? Uh, 
five points of Calvinism. Um, I, I learned those, I think, when I was like 22 or 23. And I mean, I'm 31 now, and the 22, 23-year-old me was a complete idiot, thought he yeah. had it all figured out, but mm-hmm. obviously not. And yeah, so it, it was a good podcast. I really liked it. And the, the second episode's on Spotify as well. And yeah. I didn't listen to that yet, but... Ooh-wee. You should let Jack describe it. No, I'm not going to describe that. I'm going to do another shout-out no. with... Uh, <laughs> old, I have my own mic, old, and I'm uh, taking advantage of it, all right? I think everyone's aware of that. A second shout-out goes to Mr. Now Reverend Rudy Rubio. Oh, nice. Put yeah, that respect congrats. on it. So some, Put some that respect, respect on, on it. it. <laughs> so, nice. he, uh, yeah, he got ordained by the Reformed Church of America, which is Dutch Reformed. Hmm. Um, so he got all shawled up, whatever they do, the vestibules, as they call it. Um, so he did a recent episode that was really good. It had Doug Logan um, from he was Doug Logan is now Acts twenty nine. He does Church in Hard Places, and it also had Sean Garman, who's a pastor down in Southern California. I'm trying to remember the other guy. He was from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Anyway, they were talking about Nobody the the Botham uh, <laughs> Botham Gene trial and the whole like conversation behind forgiveness and justice. Well, that was that one thing that went viral, right? Yeah, Dude's testimony. Yeah, so they were talking about that, and that was a really good conversation. So I think that that episode he Facebook lived it the conversation, but he's going to release it on podcast stuff very soon. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But yeah. what podcast? Hood Grace. Okay. Hood Grace? Yeah. Linwood? So you got the Reformatory. You got yep. Hood Grace. Yep. And then Rudy Rubio's podcast is what? Hood Grace. Hood Grace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rudy <laughs> Rubio he is He mic, but he doesn't pay attention. I've listened to one episode. Rev, well, hold up. Rev. Reverend oh, Rudy yeah, Rubio. Yeah, put right. some it's respect all updated on it. and it's all, <laughs> all says Rudy, too. So, uh, yeah, so there are shout-outs. Uh, our episode today is on singleness and marriage. Mm-hmm. And we going we going straight into it. We going straight into the 1689. Yep. This is this yep. is Reformed Baptist territory right here. Would you say what's that? You're gonna learn today. You're gonna learn today. So singleness and marriage is interesting because this is a uh, topic that's being brought up in the church a lot as well. In that, um, there's a lot of I don't know. Our church is interesting in that there's some slight discrepancies (laughs) there's some slight discrepancies in (laughs) maybe how you i think this goes for any church how you minister to married folk versus how you minister to single folk Mm. and how you communicate the gospel how communicate faithfulness in those different like spheres of Mm. life stages of life basically what you're saying is like Sermons preached, and it's really more for like those like a people. priority. Yeah, like like there's people. not a focus on singleness. Yeah, so what you're saying is singles are singled out. Oh, so nice! Singles are ostracized. Singles are ostracized. I don't know about singled out. Maybe just like a naivete or are you feeling left ooh. out? Yeah, I'm throwing ten dollar words out today. Um, or maybe an ignorance to understanding what uh, single folk go through. Mm-hmm. So, but we do have definitions on what marriage is, and I would say we technically have a definition on what singleness is. 
So let's start with the easiness. We, we, we should have the single person define what marriage is and then the married person define what singleness is. Well, guess what? Right. Joke's on you because I got the <laughs> definitions in this book, son. What's the book, Jack? So this, this is the, the uh, so this is the Baptist Confession of Faith, oh. a.k.a. the 1689 London Baptist Confession, <clears throat> a.k.a. the second... Looking the second confession because there's also a first London Baptist confession mm. as well, and in chapter twenty five it talks Sorry, about like talks so. about of marriage. Um, so I'm reading out of there's a couple different so there's one where it's Old English I think this is the Old English one I'm not mm-hmm. sure then there's one that's um, modern I've English got modern. yeah, and so this one says marriage is to be between one man and one woman. Neither is it lawful for any man to have more than one wife, nor for any woman to have more than one husband at the same time. And it references Genesis 2, obviously when God created one man, one woman, and Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. And you see that big kind of crescendo in poetry where Adam says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Mm -hmm. Talks of Eve. Malachi uh, 2.15. Yes, to become one. And then Matthew 19, uh, verse 5 and 6. So that's just the first bullet point they talk about marriage. The second point is marriage was ordained for the mutual. This may be scandalous too. Marriage was ordained for the mutual help of the husband and wife, for the increase of mankind with a legitimate issue, and for preventing of uncleanness. So that, like right now, is a very big um, topic. Because it seems that right now there are two extremes. So this, so the sixteen and nine says marriage was ordained for the mutual help of husband and wife, right? Yeah, I think that's versus nowadays yeah. people are saying it's either the husband or the wife. Sure. In feminism and chauvinism, or or yeah. or men sometimes that I'm aware of, some men are very well. That's her duty. I don't have to yeah. help her with this because that's. Her that's duty. her lane. That's this my that's, lane. Yeah, exactly. It's very much like I think they miss that. It's a yeah. mutual help. Mm-hmm. It's between mm-hmm. them both. Right. And then well, did um, you want to say something, Chad? Yeah, I was <laughs> I mean, shocker. I mean <laughs> I mean the only thing that I was thinking about was like, you know, how in Genesis it talks about how, you know, Eve was made because at, you know, man needs a helper. Mm-hmm. But then I instantly thought of like, you know, how um uh I believe it was Paul who wrote, you know, basically, uh, you know, men's, uh, basically, um, we are to uh, treat our wives like Jesus treats the church. Treats the church. Yep. But then there's also a bunch of verbiage in Ephesians, um, you know, telling the wives submit to your husbands and yeah. all this other stuff. I think those are really deep. I mean, we've deep dived that into some seminary classes and we've talked about how. It's like, okay, who's the woman submitting to? All right, not, you know, not just general male members. Because mm-hmm. chauvinists would, chauvinists would they, definitely they take say that. that out of context. Yeah. And, but yet again, I think feminists would take that too and say, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not submitting to anybody. And refute the Bible. I'm, yeah, because I'm my own. Yeah, and I would say that certain... What would a Christian, Christian feminist say? Ooh, that's tough. Is there such thing as that? Possibly, uh, mm. like I said, call, depends call on Mary. Mary, <laughs> yeah, Mary's the best. <laughs> depends. Actually. Depends on. Get her on yeah. Depends yeah. on. You, yeah, get I think her. depends on your definitions, <laughs> um, because 
That was my brain thinking. <laughs> yeah, because I would say that there is a form of it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that people use definitions in a weird sense to try and redeem stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's something in there, maybe for yeah. another day. Yeah. But yeah. okay. Yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wise. So, um, good job, Chad. See, I can do this. Yeah, I love you, boy. So, <laughs> paragraph three. Uh, based on those two qualifiers, paragraph three goes on and says, it is lawful for all sorts of people to marry who are able with judgment to give their consent. Yet it is the duty of Christians to marry in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? See, Christians only marry Christians, right? Big one there. <clears throat> and, therefore, one there and therefore, yeah. such Literally. as profess the true religion, that is Christianity, should not marry with infidels. Okay? Terrorist. Or idolaters... Neither such uh, as are godly be unequally yoked by marrying with such as are wicked in their life or maintain maintain damnable heresy. Mm-hmm. Damnable heresy. Mm-hmm. That means don't marry no modalist. That's for dang sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it cites uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 4, uh, 1 Timothy 4, uh, 3, 1 Corinthians 7, 39, uh, Nehemiah, not Nehemiah, Nehemiah. I'm going with Nehemiah. Uh, thir- chapter 13, 25 through 27. So Nehemiah. Ne- Nehemiah. Sounds like you need more slam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, going off of that, going into paragraph 4, it says, Marriage ought not to be within the degrees of... Um, yeah, get that one. Oh my gosh, that is a $20 word. Constanguinity or affinity. Uh, forbidden in the world, or forbidden in the word, nor such, or nor can such incestuous marriages even be made lawful by any law of man or consent of parties, so as those persons may live together as man and wife. Okay. What is yours in the modern English saying? Yeah, it says verbatim. The same exact really? Thing. Yeah, it says the same exact thing. Consanguinity or affinity? Yeah, or that affinity, is... not infinity. All right, so we dump, need some English. Right. English yeah, down professors. to my level here. Yeah. Um, so I'm th- I'm thinking that that so it cites Leviticus 18, um, Mark. So it's so so that that consang- consanguinity. Or, yeah, it's it's relating to or denoting people. Descended from the same ancestor. Okay, so it's just basically so it's talking to incest. about incest yeah, and about your how incest is or bad. your brother or your okay. cousins. You know. well, you but go. that all derived from the point and of then, uh, being equally yoked yeah, and not right. marrying a non-believer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in Jesus, even if your sister is a believer. But I think that goes back to even just the narrative of what you see in Scripture in the Old Testament, where most of the kings. I mean, what is it? Amon, David's son. I'm trying to remember. It's either Absalom or Amon who rapes Tamar. Mm-hmm. So Amon is the stepbrother to Tamar, and there's some rape and incest going on mm-hmm. there. So obviously, you know, people always think that because certain stories are in the Bible, oh my gosh, God is saying rape is okay. It's like wrong, mm-hmm. wrong. Um, so I think there's... I think what the 1689 is saying is because of these stories that you're seeing in Scripture and in the narrative of the Old Testament, like, this is wrong. Yeah. Because you're seeing sin play out, and then you're seeing sin absolutely wreak havoc 
within a kingdom that God is trying to build up for his people. So, right. So that is the definition of marriage. All right. 1689. All four paragraphs. So, Chad, since you said that we should describe the soonest, maybe you should describe that. I don't have the book, though. I can't like go all go all sixteen eighty nine on you guys. Well, you're, doesn't talk it, about is, there a, is, is there a singleness thing in there? No. After so. single, oh, actually, oh, so they don't include singleness. After, no, there. they don't. No, no, no. Interesting. But, hey, after well, marriage comes the, the church. The podcast, so of the church. So hey, singles. All right. So Mister Mister sixteen eighty nine, they singled out singles. Um, yeah. So for my definition of singleness, I mean, it's pretty simple. You're not married. You're single. <laughs> you're either dating. Um, I mean, even at, right. It's pretty concise, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, I mean, even being engaged, you're single. Yeah. Um, so s- singleness is just, uh, you haven't taken the covenant yet. Right. Yeah. And anybody outside the covenant of marriage is single. Yeah. So when you say covenant, you're talking about covenant between uh, one man, one, woman. one, one man, one, one woman covenant of in marriage. front of God. Yeah. And then, um, you know, society would say that, you know, you have to have a legal binding document. From the government saying you're married. My libertarian side of me says forget the government and marriage, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Okay. <laughs> and but we do see examples in scripture where there are, you know, a form of you know, in um Moses, you know, when he, when uh, he gives yeah. a covenant with the with the um dude, we need to stop doing these so late, my brain goes dead. <laughs> um and Jesus is even talking about it, it's like uh you know, a binding between each other, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, because that's what they, they wanted, you know. And they also needed. talk about documents of divorce, yeah. too. So mm-hmm. there could have been so, some sort of document. Maybe, do you think that know. it was chiseled in stone? Think about that. No, I think it was more papyrus. All right, well, I'm going to stick with stone. Because most documents, most binding legal documents are on papyrus. Yeah, I, I know. Ten I'm Commandments, back, back those are day. eternal. Yeah. Those are ACDC Thunderbolt stones to Edison right there. <laughs> um, and then and then you got your group of people that are more libertarian and don't re- don't require government, you know, to be involved. Mm-hmm. And they just they're they're married, whether it's before God or not. Was yeah. it everything before God? What? Is well, I think you, I think you can be libertarian and have the view of marriage of just like we're married in the church. We don't give a crap about what the government tells us or not. Mm-hmm. But it's I mean, technically, no well, yeah. And I mean, but then, yeah, so then you there's can't a claim them on your health insurance. So then there's a deeper issue of, are you being, are you being fair in paying your taxes? Cause mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, render unto Caesar, yeah. unto Caesar. So yeah. Yeah. So single, that's an issue of integrity. I feel like, hmm. but mm-hmm. completely different topic, more political. But. Singleness is the absence of marriage. And moisture is the wa- absence of water. Isn't it? <laughs> I know I'm trying to be scientific on me over here. Um, well, defining singleness is technically is you could you could have been married at one point and now are single. Uh, yeah, for sure. Or yeah. widowed. Yeah. Yeah, you're widowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so go ahead. Good. No, you you like to talk. So I'm gonna let you go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um. All right, so I think we should tackle singleness first and kind of dive deeper into singleness and then go back to marriage and talk about that. So biblically speaking, you know, if you're single, um, so so for me, like, I was only single until I uh, got married to Janelle at 21. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I dated her. Uh, I was, we started dating when I was uh, 18. I just joined the army. Um, and then she was still in high school. Uh, yeah, I did that. Um, her parents did not like me. Anyways, uh, but, but, but we, but we uh, moved past that and we fixed that and now we're best friends. And uh, anyways, so, so my thing is like, oh, I can't, like that was uh, 2007, all right? And dating is totally changed since uh-huh. then. Yeah. Totally changed. Yeah. So I cannot level with people dating right now. Like, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds, fun. dude, no, it sounds scary. What's the scariness? Because I'm about to debunk this, these scariness <laughs> well, things. Well, from my perspective, uh, and this is okay. Just to be find, just to be clear with the listeners, this is from the male Christian perspective we're uh-huh. looking at. So, so this is so this is Chad's view of <laughs> male Christians trying to so so here's deal the thing. with singleness. I dated in high school. Yeah, very simple to date. I don't have a job. I don't have bills. I don't have responsibilities. Uh, okay, you know what I mean. So like the schedule is free, and I'm hanging out with a bunch of people. So I'm seeing a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and then with Janelle, like you know, I met her as soon as I got stationed at Lewis and so we had long distance relationship and so we got to know each other over the phone and then you know I'd fly down every two to three months and uh you know we eventually got engaged and got married um now if let's say if I were to be in you know your your situation Jack and be single and dating like literally like you know if there's no chicks at the church that is oh now there's chicks you pig whatever (laughs) oh my gosh like if there's no uh availability in the undrafted section um <laughs> you know you you've literally oh, wow. what right. are the options like we're catching fire for that one park and just chat it up right and be a total creep i mean the whole like restaurant bar scene like basically chad there are you, a thing called coffee shops you know yeah. this right <laughs> what you attack a girl in a coffee shop hey what's your name you know what i mean you get it, it's, it's all about pickup lines i'm and sure all craziness right you're telling me that you can go to a church and there's not one compatible single Christian. I'm just saying lady I know there. single people right now that have hit the wall multiple sure, times. Sure, of course. Of and course, it's like resulting to dating apps, and some don't want to do dating apps because yeah. that the whole realm is insane. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I'm just like, that's where I'm lost because mm. it would probably for me end up at that point, and I would just feel really weird having to go in that direction. Oh, and it seems oh, very difficult to end there. So that's. My mind, you know, started you, with this whole, oh, I did in high school, but then the, the end result is, like, fear of dating websites. Like, uh, that, that, that's the new thing. Like, you know, if you've been trying to get married and you're yeah. trying to date and find yep. your soulmate and you don't find it in your uh, everyday circles, then you got to expound because everybody's online. There's an app for that. So singleness right now to me is very scary. But are you are you talking to more women or men? Uh, both. Okay. Both for sure. Because uh, like we have close friends of ours that are girls that you know share the same things that difficulties. Yeah. Math is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> None, dude. Never. Mind. All right. Very good point. Um. Okay. Where are y'all? I mean. At? Um. I would say that there are times in which, how do I say this as a God-fearing single person? Just say um, it. Just say it. I think there. Well, there's definitely seasons in which um, 
your eyes may be more enlightened to people within the church. Sure. I don't know. You have to really bounce things off of people. Um, ask certain people. Get a sense of, you know, if you're interested in a certain person mm-hmm. and then getting to know them on a deeper level, I think that's great to start out with. I can understand maybe a fear of going to dating apps. There's some, there's actually quite a few. How do you avoid the the, uh, the friend zone? The friend zone? So, so like, say you're, <laughs> say you're older and you've got, you know, say like you're someone that, you know, isn't exactly completely secure in themselves, yeah. and, but really wants to be married, wants to have, you know, children, wants to have a husband or a wife, you know, and just, and they see what everybody else kind of has, not that they should be looking at that, but, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do desire those things. Um, how do you, like, how do you get out of that, that spot where, well, you know what, she's really awesome, or wow, he's really great, but I'm always kind of being friend-zoned, like, they're not into me. Like, how do you, like, because there are people that fall into that, like, constantly. Hmm. Should the person and then be they more end direct? up on dating apps. Yeah, should the person be more scary. direct? Should the person, person be more direct? I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, so here's what I'm going to say about this whole, this whole issue of singleness, too. Is that There's only so many free agents? Turn his Here's, mic off. <laughs> He'd still talk over it, over to these mics, though. So um, it wouldn't even matter. Here's what I'm going to say about singleness: is complicated in the sense that um, you may have desires to be married, mm-hmm. but there's no promise sure. of marriage. Yeah. yeah, I'll say that That's straight. Very, up. very important. So people mm-hmm. need to understand: there is no promise for any single per- for any single person. I tell you uh, what, Jack, of, if I was single right now at 31, what? I'm just saying, like, like I personally would struggle with that big time of, like, yeah, I'm having sure, to I'm, face well, I'm sure that the eventual reality as, of never yeah, being married. As you're getting older and stuff, you know, the, I'm sure that, I, I mean, you know, I've been with Sarah for 11 years now, mm-hmm. so it's been a long time since I've been on that little dating scene of being single. I'm sure there's that part of that internal clock also that's going, oh, yeah. that's ticking. You're like, man, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, 20, I'm 25. It's, it's okay. And then it's 28. It's fake clock. And then you're like, it's yeah, a fake clock. right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, but people okay. do think about these it things. Is. People yeah. do think about these things. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to be a dad at 50 years old. I, and, and I'm not saying, I know there's dudes that are Father dads at 50. Abraham. What Father I know, Abraham. I know, but seriously, <laughs> subscribers. Okay, well, it's probably, it's probably my dad, my <laughs> uncle, <laughs> grandpa. but you know, my thing is most people don't want to be, they want to be able to be, you know, look and go like, okay. And again, just to clarify, I'm not saying if you're 50 years old and you have a kid, that's a problem. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that for Sarah and I, for instance, we yeah, are 35 goals. and 36. We're, we're happy with being done mm-hmm. with having children because yeah, we want to move on to the next phase of life of making memories and going and doing stuff with them yeah. that to show them, give them experience. You know, if you keep having babies, it's, it's, it's harder to do those things, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, so you're I'm having sure a kid you're, with a broken back. You yeah, know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're old. No, children are a blessing. So I, I mean, don't get it. But I can imagine if being a single person, more so, I would, I would, I'm just assuming mm-hmm. women would be more so than a man more pressed oh, on yeah. time, being like, yeah. man, I really want to be married. I really, it, yeah. and do you think that through that you settle then, and then you're stuck with somebody that is not that you're not equally yoked with, or that mm-hmm. you know isn't isn't it, a believer? They say like you rush into kind of, it. Yeah, is like, what you're saying? yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for women after like 34, 35, well, probably 35, 36, mm-hmm. it's then if you get pregnant, it's high risk yeah. because you're so, you're, you're, it's close. So that, yeah. there's a lot of weightiness there. But I think, I think the internal clock thing is more prevalent in 
maybe women than men. Yeah, just that's just that's speaking like. from what I what I see demographically mm-hmm. within the church and what mm-hmm. people have told me. Sure. Um, but so for this whole for the singleness thing, like I said, so marriage isn't promised. There's no scripture that says marriage is a promise from God, right? Um, We have the covenant of marriage. Okay, we understand what that is. We understand that God has made man and woman. Um, I think for singles, I think the whole like, um, it's not, it's not, um, it's not good for you to be alone scripture is... I think that applies not just only to like the covenant of marriage, but also in community as well too. Like it's not for, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. So I'm Mm -hmm. saying that there's a dual purpose there, but I don't think that the church likes that dual purpose. They're just like, it's not good for man to be alone. And we're just going to only tailor that to marriage versus like, so what about community? Mm -hmm. Cause of that, I, I think it definitely applies to the sense of community. No doubt. So but as far so as do you suggest then that that pastors should preach more from the pulpit about singleness in marriage or just singleness? I or? think if you want, here's what here's what I would recommend to pastors and teachers and preachers is that if you want your people to basically, if you want better sermon illustrations, maybe just don't go to the marriage bin all the time or the whole mm-hmm. my kids thing. You're going to have to go to how are you communicating what your uh, what that local church looks like to your to the people in that church. So it's like if I only talk about marriage and illustrations from marriage and illustrations from being a father or mother or whatnot or a parent, then you may have lost half a quarter of your church already because they don't know what it's like to be married or to have kids. Would it be true to say that, Jack, what you're saying a second ago was that um, it, it's not good for man to be alone? You're, you're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you basically said that, that, that that's why community and discipleship groups are important because then you kind of have, like, you're not alone. Like, well, you there's have a, that. I think that scripture is balance. a dual, well, I think the scripture is a dual purpose. I don't think it's meant to be just focused just for on marriage. marriage. Right. I think it's meant uh, for more than that. I think it's meant for the aspect of the of community, which is the church, right? So do you think that points more towards discipleship, whether that's, you know, my wife discipling me, keeping me it in can. check? I think, it, I think it does lead to that eventually mm-hmm. within marriage or within a community of believers. So. so then when a pastor is preaching on, you know, discipling others, because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the pushback is like, it's like, well, when I preach a sermon, now do I have to like correlate it to a dad, a mom, a marriage, a single person? Why? I mean, I, I feel like most people just blanket statement it and just talk like basically use the word discipleship or mm-hmm. another means of community to like bring people together and to work things out together. So just like being more broad. Maybe that's why people don't talk about singleness as much. But then I have to say that I do agree that like when the opportunity presents itself, they, they talk about the marriage portion, yeah. you know, every time. Like when's the last sermon illustration that you've heard of about a widowed man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not happening. When's the I've last ever, sermon you illustration you've heard about man. Um, a person with a disability? Yeah. 
Uh, I haven't heard any sermon illustrations a long time. And this, and granted, this is just because a local those, context. Those, I'm not talking about situations are rare. I don't think they're rare. I just so it doesn't like I would just to everybody there. I don't know. I would just say that um, step your game up, pastors. I don't know what to say other yeah. than that. I mean, yeah. look to your body and see the demographics within mm, your body and understand and understand yeah. who's going through what, and then communicate mm. those things on a on a weekly basis on Sunday morning. You can do it through a couple different ways. I'm not saying that one week I have to do singles, the next week I have to do married people. Mm. Or, you know, one week I got to do, you know, males. Next week I got to do females. One week I got to do white people. Next week I got to do this. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I mean, like, you understand your church. You should understand your church better than anybody in the demographics in your church. Yeah. So communicate them to them the way that they know best through lived experience to a certain extent. So, mm-hmm. and that's through stories, stories of grace and evidences of grace with people who are either single or married or what, whatever stage of life. Yeah. So how about, how do we, how do married men reach out to unmarried men or unmarried women? How do we support you guys during this time? Cause I'm sure mm. that, that like you mentioned, Chad, that feeling alone sometimes, you know, or not have, yeah. feeling like you don't have that community where you feel like maybe the church isn't preaching on singleness. I'm not saying that you're trying to say that the church needs to make that a huge priority, yeah. like make pr- singleness priority, you know, kind of, kind of thing. But I think just the over saying give it, give it, it some, yeah, equity, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, yeah. So how do we how do we come alongside and I don't know? Do we just keep inviting you guys over for dinner? Mm. You know, does that? I mean, again, I've not been single for 11 years, so yeah. that I'm not trying to be out of touch. But it's like, how does it feel to be a single person that goes to a married house that you really want to be married again, and they have kids, and you want that too, and you go up there, and it's like I, you're like, yeah, I really I, love this. I think that, like, before Jack, you answer. We, I feel like with Janelle's single friends, we've done a good job in including them and in being a part of our like family and things that we do, okay. so that they don't feel left out. Um, but then at the same time, they, they have a lot of other people that they hang out with too. So just like not, not neglecting the single people because mm-hmm. it's easier to hang out. It's not easier, but it's like, it's more functional. I'll say sure. to hang out with a married couple sure. because I have a buddy, she has a buddy, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, if Janelle's friends come over, it's just like, I'm third wheel and I'm kind of just taking care of the kids, I guess a little bit, you know? Oh, They're, what a drag. Yeah. Take care. I'm of just children. saying it's like, it's just a different dynamic functionally. But with Janelle's friends, like, I feel like they're my friends too, sure. obviously. That's awesome. Um, but, like, for some people, you know, that might be the dynamic where it's like you're a third wheel and you're not really participating. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to participate and become part of that person's life. Yeah. Um, so, like, just including them, mm-hmm. I think, in activities mm-hmm. and things that you do. Because, like, you go to a discipleship group. And there's a bunch of married couples, and there's a couple single people. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of groups where those single people like aren't invited to stuff because mm-hmm. it's more of like really? double dates or something oh, like that. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about in the past. Okay. Like now, it's it's much different. I think because our gospel culture is different. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um. So how do we? Re- would you say what was that question? How do we reach people, or how do we like how do we, how do we just make you, Yeah. How? Yeah. How do we? How do we uh, get you to feel more? I don't know. Included. I guess I don't know. Including that's even, serve, yeah, serve or love. Because I mean, I know like that can that can suck sometimes. I know we all know what it feels like to be alone. Jack, you know? you're also, I don't know. You know? 
you, you're, you're kind of coming from a perspective where you're very involved and people involve you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that's different. I think that, uh, it's going to be different for your personality and what you're involved in on a daily basis or weekly basis for that matter. So like for me, it's not that hard because I, I lead a men's group. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I have a good demographic of single men, married men, widowed men, um, for that matter, uh, older men, younger men, uh, as far as like diversity goes, Mm -hmm. um, Hispanic, Asian American, Russian, white. So I mean, like, I think like right there, it's a pretty good diverse thing. I don't know. I like how you hey, talked about like white, like I'm just Asian, saying, and then threw Russian in there. I'm it's I'm like all tribes and all cultures, baby. I'm a okay. revelation discipleship oh, group up in this BZ. So, I was following you. <laughs> um, so I mean, I think that. Um, Honestly, for me, it's very it's gonna look very different because I'm more extroverted and I want to do stuff, right? Versus some You're men. Extroverted. <laughs> I was biting my tongue. Right I was biting my tongue. <laughs> this thing right at you. You, you lie. I, I think you're extroverted when you want to be. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Whatever. That's your opinion. Uh, That's your own opinion. Yeah, anyway, sure. so. Um, safe space. Safe space. I would say that. It depends on, obviously, if they're more introverted or extroverted, mm-hmm. if they know people, if they trust people. Mm-hmm. But yet again, I don't want to put Dude. like, I don't want to put people in a corner mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. say, oh, all that single people need to hang out over here and there's no. Right, right. I would just say that like, you shouldn't neglect people because yeah. they're single. Yeah. Like include and make sure that you um, are serving them too. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a silver bullet way to necessarily mm-hmm. reach single people. I think that they do need to be uh, edified in a certain way because they're probably going to deal with uh, loneliness, depression, anxiety on a higher level than married folk are. Sure. And then they're probably going to be very anxious as well too when certain life events come around. So, I've got. Should married couples hook their friends up? That's yeah. super weird. Duh. I'm sorry. That's super weird. I'm just gonna so say like that right now. So like me and Janelle, like, why is it weird? Say so, hey, I got this guy. Got the single friend. You a single friend? Dude, you know how weird that friend. is. I've only it's done it weird. a couple times. Oh, it's so weird. weird. Being a matchmaker? No. Oh, weird. dude, I hate it. I mean, do you want to go to well, a coffee you may shop hate it. and knock on someone's shoulder, or do you want to have someone that's mutually like set dude, something up? Not, for you. not set up something. Like now, I'm not saying like, hey, I'm gonna tell my single friend, hey, you should come for dinner tonight because you know. I like blonde, my boy like, Jack like is gonna him. be here, and then like surprise you guys, or or yeah, hey, you know, sucks. you know whatever her name is is gonna be there, and then you guys you kind just of gonna make it all awkward. No, you yeah. just like go out and do something like bowling or an activity. Right, it's not a double date. You can yeah. have other couples and friends. That, and if they get to know each other, yeah. they get to know each other. But you That's guys still super like, weird. That's I'm yeah. just gonna say that right now. Because I know I know your tricks. There you go. Introverted. Yep. I know your tricks. Introversion. Introversion. I know your tricks. Okay. I know everybody's tricks. I know the I know, tricks. Jack, I know the because you've been played. I know the you married know, people you tricks. Know, yeah, you know. The I'm not even. I, I, no, I'm <laughs> legitimately asking. In general, like, I think some people like that. Some people don't. Okay. But I have a burning question, and before we get on to marriage, so I think we Jack. Look at it. 
I, I don't know how you want to answer this. You don't even have to, but I just want to pose this answer, um, idea and this like slash question. Um, you know, last week we talked about pornography mm-hmm. and um, we talked a little bit about, you know, single people and married people a little bit and how all that works. Um, because obviously married people uh, that are Christian or whatever, you know, there's, there's sex. Mm-hmm. And outside of marriage for a Christian, there is not sex. Biblically. Well, there is, but it's, it's sin. Right. It's mm-hmm. sin. So, as a single person, how do you manage that? Manage, manage your... <laughs> like not having sex. Uh, hmm. Especially if you've experienced it prior. Yeah, especially if yeah. you've experienced it prior and you have to go through that drought. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. I, um, like, desert... Skeletons. Yeah, I'm I'm very thankful to God of where I am now, but I definitely yeah. had a yeah. sex addiction. Yeah. And so if sure. I would have been dating throughout my twenties, it would have been bad. So I want to I want to make so, I want to make something clear too, with that question. In that, um, there's this preconceived notion that if I burn with lust, then I have to get married. Mm-hmm. But let's face it. Wait, 90, is that is that your priest? Preconceived notion, or are you no. This is the, this is the church's preconceived notion is in America that if I, as a single man, burn with lust, then mm-hmm. oh, I don't have the gift of singleness, mm-hmm. which is I don't think is a correct litmus test at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so first almost of, like first a, of a all, nun. like you you, I, you can't have that burn with lust. Jack. I'm just using an example, right? Like I don't think so. These li- these nun, weird. I think that I think that the ch- I think that the church is making up. <laughs> I think that the church Sweet. is making up these weird litmus tests based upon scriptures taken out of context because I don't know they're weird. Like Americans are weird mm-hmm. uh, in in church history. I don't know what it is, but in any case, uh, if you look at singleness throughout the rest of like church history and everything like that, it wasn't, there was no litmus test on like, this guy doesn't burn with lust, so he has the gift of singleness. I think we work in these like little, like if A doesn't equal B or C, or like these little math equations for scripture in like our our life stages. I don't know. There's something about that that pertains to Americans. It's like if A doesn't, if A plus B doesn't equal C, then da 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 da. And so what I'm saying is that all men are going to burn with lust. All mm-hmm. women are going to burn with lust. That's mm-hmm. just plain fact. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to happen. That's, now, yeah, that's scientific. Right. Men for that's sex biblical. For that's scientific. Whatever. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's absolute <laughs> yeah. truth. Okay. That's why I asked the question. I'm dying. To okay. Know. So, and, and your question was, how do you manage that as a single person? Mm-hmm. Because you may be called for the rest of your life to be single and still technically burn with lust. There is no solution to that. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to fight sin off by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not saying that you do that yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't um, have to roll your eyes. I get it. You might have to roll your eyes at him though, but I understood. <laughs> so, uh, how, uh, how do you, how did you, how do you manage, uh, being tempted that way for a reason? But, I don't know. I would say that te- I would say temptation with pornography may be on a same equity level with married people as it is with single people. Sometimes I agree with that, and 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 that's where I don't want to say like singleness 
like single people will, uh, will struggle, inherently struggle more. more. Yeah, right. that's a lie for yeah. sure. Because I, I think we we drew that line last yeah. week. It's like yeah. just because you're getting married doesn't mean that's, it's going to yeah. end. It's yeah. actually going to get harder. So I mean, Maybe. to to manage, I'm not single, so I don't know. To manage lust, um, hmm, or and or uh, being tempted in that position. Honestly, it goes back to conversations we've had before and just not being in isolation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not being in isolation or going out and doing something in public. I mean, for for some of us, for me, it's pretty easy. It's like, hmm, should I stay at home or can't do or do I go to the cigar lounge where I know that there's people there that aren't Christians that I can talk to and still enjoy what I'm doing? Yeah. And I won't be tempted in this way. It's like probably mm-hmm. going to do that. Right. It's just like simply making those decisions. It's like, do I put myself in the place of I know I'm going to be tempted the worst or do I go do something that I know that will be somewhat edifying to my soul and then engage with people on an evangelistic level? Hmm. Yeah, I know I'm saying that pretty like seminarian. Well, I think, well, I think, well, I think <laughs> but, that like it's good because <laughs> it might help somebody else that is like, well, how do I do this? You know, let's mm-hmm. late at night, you know, I'm, you go to the cigar lounge, you know, late at night yeah. sometimes, you know, when it's open. And I think that it works well for you. Right. Yeah. So it, if that's what it works, I mean, it doesn't matter what your but, answer is. I like, mean, that works for you. So yeah. That's, I that's mean, helpful. And, and it also depends too, because I mean, I, so like, for instance, like if I go to shout out Thunderbird, uh, if I go to Thunderbird and I know I'm going there, like, let's say I'm going there on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I know that the manager is going to be there that I've talked to who's a veteran. It's like, okay, I'll talk to this guy and I'll talk to this server that I know that's not, that I know that's going to be working mm-hmm. and ask her some questions of how her week's starting out. Just stuff like that. But then, I mean, that's not everyone's forte. I'm not saying that they have to do that. Yeah. But yet again. It's an outlet. Though, ma- yeah. Make, or make wise decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you need to, um, there's been nights where I'm just like, uh, I don't want to go to the cigar lounge. Hmm. I'll just go watch a movie by myself mm-hmm. right. because, yeah, yeah. okay, like that movie's out like, and I don't want to be put yeah, myself in this cool. place. So, okay, I'll go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just simple choices like that, I guess, help out. And Yet again, I'm saying also to use wisdom in that too, because the last thing that you need to do is uh, when you're tempted, go to another source of temptation, mm. which means like, okay, I'm tempted with lust and by myself and then so looking at pornography. Yeah. Oh, so I'm just going to reroute that and go to a bar Yeah. Oh, yeah. where I'm just going to like get drunk possibly and then try and mack on some ladies. Like, don't do that. So I don't know. It's di- it's di- <laughs> the Mac part. I was like, who says Mac? Yeah, plus the Mac. I mean, we're looking at Mac, but mm-hmm. got Mac on shit. Got Mac, Mac, got mad <laughs> Mac and game. That's late nineties, early two thousands. Mac and cheese. See, that's uh, all Mac I knew. And Jack. That's all I knew was busting a Mac on shit. Just Mac, <laughs> right? Mac ten. And Janelle did that to me. She busted Mac on me. I was like, oh, you're interested. Okay. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> Everybody thinks we are absolutely corny right now. Yeah, Big corny. Time. There you go, Mac and corny. Um, you corny, <laughs> son. Right. Next. I, 
Okay, so I'm. This is gonna be a rhetorical question, and then I think does that. But does that move. answer your question about the lust thing? Yeah, it does. To, but to this try rhetorical and question is going to address something else uh, that um, someone listening, even us, just thinking about it. Uh, you know, is a single person justified to masturbate? Are they justified? Yeah, and I just kind of want to leave it at that because I don't. Um, I don't know. I would say definitely not. They're not justified. Based on what the Bible says? Yeah. I would say, well, that's going... So the word pornea used... So that's what Jesus is saying is describing all sexual activity, adultery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or or even just question, like, do you... I don't want to say, like... I don't know, actually... I'll come back to it because I got to think of a different way of asking the question because Without being too might, personal. Yeah, no, not personal. Just like the word might not be appropriate. Okay. Or the phrase. Okay. So I'll come yeah. back. I'll yeah. come back. Okay. Ignore me. Anybody that's but what are you getting at when you say, are they justified? Well, here's the thing. If you look at it from a scientific perspective, uh, a male and a female will desire to experience release. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... How does that work when you're not actively having sex? Um, I, I, I think there's research to do there to understand your body scientifically. Like, is there a need to do that? Because me growing up, uh, yeah. um, I grew like up you could in hurt the culture. You don't yeah, do it's this? like it's like hey, like in like high school, in, in high school from friends, I was like, yeah, dude, it's you, you're supposed to like do it every once in a while so you get new sperm cells in there, and like that was me learning as a young kid, like. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I don't want my stuff to, to. I don't know, man. Like that's basically what I was, what 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 it was. It's like every once in a while you just you know, purge yourself, right? Yeah, you're I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, 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 with you. I'm, I'm just, just saying I'm just, what, what I was like. What I was told by some you people. have. Like it's just oh, it's just amazing, dude. I had some really these interesting are people friends. from California. By yeah, it's just yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like high school, California <laughs> public school. All right. Um. Um. Yeah. So it's like you know. And, and then also the thing of like, you know, before you go out on a date, go out, don't go out with a loaded gun. <clears throat> you guys never heard that before? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you guys never these heard that are before? the oh most. Have you never heard that before? Oh, man. Which California? <laughs> Dude, sorry. So sorry, Central what Valley. I'm, I'm, da- I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing you under the bus right now. Just the, I just, your phrases are just hilarious. I, I don't uh, <laughs> I've never, I've never, heard, you've never, I've never, heard, heard, I've never heard that growing up. I've heard that phrase, wow. but not for that. Interesting. That's funny. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. But I, mean, I don't think to go back to your original. Besides all the silliness, um, I think it's go back to your original silliness. Yeah, it's just to go back to your original okay. question of are they justified? Uh, no, you're not justified. Just as nobody else is justified in like. Oh, I can just cheat on my wife, or I can have sex with anybody I want to. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, it's like, well, no, it, you're not justified in releasing yourself. Well, here it's like, it, yeah, there you go, releasing yourself. I was gonna say something, so that's good. So it's like, in within your marriage, you know, it's you see what's going on. You you have image, you know, in your brain of what's going on, obviously, and um, it's like, do you masturbate in a way that like you just don't think? Like, can you just, can you do that? Can you, like, essentially get off without, without thinking? Me? No, I'm just, well, you asked the question, is, right. is it okay? Like, 
It's well, like, I mean, well, I recently had a conversation. Because your, your mind's going to go to lust. You're gonna, your mind's going to go to mm-hmm. those things that you've seen, you know. Yeah, I mean, that begs the question for a married person. If you're masturbating, you're thinking of your wife. Is that okay? I would say no. Because you're making love with yourself still. You're not making love mm. with your wife. Mm. Oops. So that's something to chew on because, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why I, that's why I throw the question out there because, like, dude, it's – it's something that nobody talks about, just like pornography. It's, it, I mean, pornography yeah. is more talked about, but mm-hmm. like masturbation, not really, because people get all weirded out. Yeah. You know how I many people right now yeah. just press pause and they're like, oh, man, I'll listen to this later. Right. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> just like even um, just like for, for instance, First uh, Corinthians 7, 5, it says, do not, this marriage, uh, do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time mm. that you may devote yourselves to prayer that but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Yes. So you, I would say... Now, yeah, go ahead. Can... That's not just talking about sex, yeah, but yeah. it's in there. No, sure. yeah, I'm just... Yeah, it's like the principles of marriage. It, it, there's I more think it's really it. good you read that verse. But it's like, um, why would... Why in your, in your marriage, mm-hmm. I guess, would you choose to masturbate Apart from your wife, because you're being selfish, right? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. It is. Never thought about that. Like in a, in a deeper sense of just like mm-hmm. sitting here, you know. Yeah, because what's truly going on? I mean, you're you're. Uh, it's like, why would you do that outside mm-hmm. of? Yeah, doing that with your wife. But I don't think that. that. Mm. I don't think that question would come up two or three or four even centuries ago at all. And I only say that because our culture now is so um, objectifying to uh, sexual stimulation than ever before, I think. Well, because of West, technology, well, because back no. then it was... Well, I was just saying, back tech, in like, even just like Western times, they would, they would take the tablecloths and put them all the way down the legs of the table because they were exposed as legs. And men would. I like, think it. I think there's an ebb and flow with like being modest and not being modest, and all of civilization has always yeah. gone really modest and then yeah. really not modest, and yeah. it, it changes over time. Yeah, of so, I mean, I think we as Americans are always going to be sexualized yeah. because we're just. I mean, well, it's always easy access. It's like right here in front of us. Well, yeah, and, and I, think so I think on top of it, you're just going to go yeah. like we're just going to amp that up. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of quote unquote. Well, we're the free. Yeah. Would you say that we are the freest civilization ever, based on our constitution? Most, most possibly, yes. So then, that would I would agree that would open the door to being able to yeah. be more, yeah, sexually rampant. Well, I mean, <laughs> not only that, but like, let's be honest about it. Like, that's why you I have. We were being honest. That's why you have abortion rates so high because people will, um, I don't know. I think that because we love, because we have sexualized our society, you know, by, I mean, really just by, um, ignorance mm-hmm. and yeah. also that, and also just our values as well too. Um, it's okay. It's like, okay, you made a mistake. Go take care of that mistake in this way, which is completely against what scripture is like teaching you. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly when it comes to, it's all like, okay, it's like you, it's like, okay, if we value sex, then we're going to value that in a covenant marriage between a man and a woman. If we don't, 
honor sex within that way, uh, I mean, obviously it's running rampant right now. I mean, not only that, but then just even like our definitions of gender and whatnot as well, too. So there's only two. Well, yeah, there is only two, but not that's not what our culture says. Uh, I don't care what our culture says. <laughs> so, I mean, right now, like, it it's always going to ebb and flow too politically because mm-hmm. right now politically, like, all the you know Planned Parenthoods are going away. But I think those are just going to. I think this is always this everlasting like ebb and flow of like Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood's going away, da, 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 da. and then next thing you know, there's going to be this rebound of liberalness in full force where it's all like, mm-hmm. they reduced our rights, we're going back at them yeah. because we're trying to get our rights again. And that comes back to like big picture anthropology of man stuff, um, which is do we get our rights and do we have those rights separated from God? Or does God just, like, give us those rights and just say, bloop, here you go, I'm leaving. So, because right now that's a big issue of saying, like, I have these rights, thus it equates to me fighting for, you know, men calling themselves women. Yeah. Equality um, of any kind. Yeah, women aborting their kids. Yeah. I should say murdering their kids yeah. through abortion, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, pedophiles saying that mm-hmm. it's okay for it's them okay to be in relationships with 10-year-old boys and girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Oh, well, those are my rights. Why are you taking me away my rights? And then it goes back to us looking at our pounding document and saying, okay, is that lawful or not? Or they might even, I mean, they even point to, I would say, just because sometimes, uh, I would say even like Christians. You know, um, like we read last week that, you know, the rate of porn. You know, the 63 or 63% of men, Christian men, you know, look at porn at least once a month. 13% of women, you know, Christian women. So it's like we've not separated ourselves to look different from the world. So so it's like by what, like, how do we stand to say this is wrong when we look exactly the same? Mm -hmm. And then you have people like Ellen DeGeneres sharing love in interesting ways, like recently by sitting next to... George W. Uh, George w. Bush at the Dallas Cowboys game, mm-hmm. but that people hating on her. Yeah, but people are going to shun her for that big yeah, time. But she went online. I mean, there, her video is now circulating of her oh, basically yeah. saying like, like, look, yeah, I'm liberal and he's a Republican, yeah. but we're supposed we're supposed to love everybody. Yeah. Like she's she's sharing, you know, part of Jesus's love, right? That that, the, that Christians especially should be embodying. Um, and it's just sad that we don't do that very well. Yet someone, not to, you know, dig against her, but um, it's interesting that she can do that, but others that know Jesus can't. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what makes me, it's sad. Yeah. And it's a horrible yeah. representation of Jesus. Um, so singleness. And Kanye West. And Kanye, yeah. Yeezy. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. We all done those. So do we feel confident with singleness that we covered that? I don't know. Do you have any other questions? For the single guy on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, marriage. I think it's I think this I've has settled it. And I'm holding up the 16 right now. This nah. has settled it pretty well. And it yeah. has scripture references. So Yeah. I've been married 10, ten years January. How long have you been married, Byron? Uh, 10 years in May. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm better off. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chad, you only got two kids. Byron got four. Four. Yeah, four. Four. Yeah. So step your game up, yeah, kid. Yeah, because I've had more wisdom there. <laughs> and you said I had more wisdom? Yeah, four <laughs> kids. No, that doesn't mean anything. You that might be really stupid. <laughs> okay, that was our episode on singleness and marriage. And we hope you enjoyed it. Chad, where can they find us on yeah. the interwebs? Oh, yeah, definitely a great episode. Well, hopefully. Um, but basically... It was the single most... The single best most best episode. episode. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and check us out on uh, patreon.com slash brothers of ash. Uh, that's where we post the update of the episode. Uh, we will be posting notes for last week's uh, episode and this week's kind of behind a little bit, but the show notes will be up there. Um, so that's at, you know, patreon.com slash brothers of ash. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at brothers of ash. And, um, please leave us a review, uh, on iTunes. Um, I think that's a good area to like rate us. So we know how we're doing. We can comment to see us and find us. Yeah. And then also like a cool thing that we want to really encourage every single episode. I think we forgot to last episode, but, uh, send us a message on Instagram via direct message. Uh, if you guys have questions, um, you know, let's say there's something that we said was, uh, you know, not correct or anything like that or whatever, you know, just shout it out to us because, you know, we aren't perfect. Um, and yeah, it'd be cool to hear uh, your guys' side of our conversations and dialogue with you, build relationships. Um, and as well, you know, we want to be um, praying for you guys as well. So if there's anything that, you know, we can be praying you for, praying for you for, uh, just go ahead and um, send to us. So we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we really enjoy putting this out here um, for you guys. And uh, a part of, you know, leaving ratings and reviews and messaging us on Instagram is so that we can get better for you. So if there's minor adjustments that we can make to, you know, how we post or how we deliver things, then we want to hear those things and make adjustments. Um, so because we want this to be for you and beneficial. And All right. That was our episode. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, on the, the Twitter, flip. the flippity flop. So we'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm. And I got the- later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.